0: You know, growing up, a lot of the children media was a little white boy. And everybody knew, I mean, everybody had accepted that as that little white boy could be the icon to encourage, to encourage and inspire us all.
1: This is
2: Blair Durham with Black Wall Street today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. Wouldn't you like to be a guest on Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham? Well, well. the link is
1: in the show notes.
0: And now here's your host, Blair Durham.
2: Greetings. Greetings. Stay locked in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this 132nd edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. So excited to share with you. Time to get into today's show. So excited to share with you. Our first guest is Miss Gloria Williams. She is the founder of Unmute Me House. Uh, Gloria Lynn Williams, a.k.a. Miss Glow, is an artist, storyteller, and presence advocate who lives by the motto, Unmute Me. As an overcomer of a life bound by insecurity, she uses her gifts to empower others to embrace the courage to be. Gloria stands by the mantra that what makes us different is what makes us needed. You don't have to compromise who you are to change where you are. Conquer the world, but don't forget to be. I am encouraged. (laughs) Welcome to
0: the show. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. I am so thankful for being on the show today. I'm well. (laughs) As am I. So good to see you. and.
2: Ear, um about the great work that you are doing it sounds like it's more than music more than poetry where is uh unmute me going what are you doing now
0: so right now I'm focusing on children media because um the whole premise behind unmute me is presence and um confidence of being fully present wherever you are and I know that's something I struggle with majority of my life and um and I believe that it's a uh, thing that many people of color struggle with as well, because we don't normally have those natural connections. We might not have like our whole life planned ahead of us, and so that's how I, I became very, very passionate about cultivating that in children, so that when they get to these boardrooms, when they get to bigger rooms, that they're not, um, they're confident enough to be exactly who they are to show up, make those necessary connections that they need to have intentional development.
2: Love that. I think you've hit on a gold mine in terms of <laughs> just an opportunity um, to really connect with, with our group, as you mentioned, and uh, open up something that was not there before. Awesome. Do you want to share a bit more about your own story, your journey, and kind of getting to this point?
0: Yes, yeah, sure. So, um, all my life up until <laughs> My later 20s, my family called me a functional mute. And so like I had the ability to speak, but I was very, very shy. Like even in my household, I did not talk much. And it wasn't until um, around 25, I was called into ministry and then they started calling me a Mute with the message. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I came up with my first CD entitled Unmute Me. And my brother actually came up with a title. And so at first I thought it was all about my voice, like I unmute my voice. But as it has evolved and I started living out my life unmuted, I saw it was like, oh no, it was not just your voice. You weren't there. Like you were physically there but you weren't there. Like I was invisible, like in most spots. I, a lot of times I wanted to be because of insecurity. Like I didn't want people to see me, but I knew a lot of it was fear because it felt like the more I advanced, um, like the, the less I would be like my population would be. And so like, I would get to honor levels and I'd be like, maybe the only black girl. And, and so like on top of me already being insecure, then me being feeling like, <laughs> you know, I have no one to relate to. I think that helped, that made me shut down even more and just like not confident in like, what would, you know, are they gonna say I sound like this country but You know, like all these little things of like not being fully confident in who I am. And then going to corporate America and like, oh gosh, I need to, I literally would change my hairstyle. It's so crazy. It's so crazy I think about this stuff now. it's like I would go in <laughs> one way to come home and change my hair. Like all of those things, like I was not I was yeah. not there. I was not fully present and I want um, and I know because of that, I missed out on so many opportunities of connecting and so many opportunities of being like intentional, grow, growing and directing in a way I want to go, and I and I want to help encourage, especially our youth, um, that instill that in them at a young age, so that when they get to those spaces, that they can take full advantage of the opportunities that come in front of them. It's an interesting point, right? I'm thinking about so many things. I have a
2: background in psychology and sociology, and I'm thinking of my own experience um, and feeling like as a child, I was just a child. But over time, the fear developed. Right. (laughs) It grew. And then I realized, like you said, in my 20s that I was afraid. You know, I would be in, um, for example, in staff meetings and I would want to say something, but I would feel my heart palpitations, you know, I'm like, man, they have to be audible because they're scared of me. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't remember that same level of fear, say in high school, you know, uh, and I can also kind of relate to what you were saying about changing my hairstyle. If you remember going into, um, interviews and I would wear a wig like over my locks because I felt like, you know, um, It's it's just such a big, a big topic. So how, how are you planning to work with the youth or how are you already working with them? Is it more of a, are you taking a direct approach? Is it like, what's the kind of your curriculum or your, your um, design around working with, with young people?
0: Okay. So right now I'm doing initiative. So I wrote my first children's book called don't forget to be, and it has a companion song as well. And so. So what I do is I advocate the book and, um, the, and the song, and I do this thing called glow up the classroom where I like go visit classes virtually. And, um, and so how I relate presence to children, I say light. And that's why I always wear yellow. It's like, I I say presence is your light. Like let your light shine wherever you go. Let it, you know, like be lit up in that room. And so that's how I like, um, translate what presence is to to children. But right now, um that's been the major thing that I'm like starting with is the book and the song and just getting out there and just getting that message because I didn't really hear that like (laughs) I really didn't hear that message growing up of presence, you know, um growing up. And Mm -hmm. I think it is is very important. And um not only that, but you know, like of black representation in children's media as well. And I feel Very like, you important. Can, yeah, it, it literally, I believe it's a, a form of liberation. I really do because, um, growing up, it, it, it seems like, and I had to check myself when I was developing this because, you know, growing up, a lot of the children media was a little white boy and, everybody knew I mean everybody had accepted that as that little white boy could be the icon yeah. mm-hmm. to to encourage, to encourage and inspire us all but then as we evolved and we have multiple representations in books but then we have that mindset of that when we see an Asian girl that she is only empowering Asian girls when we see yeah. a, you know and, and so like we limit <laughs> we limit mm-hmm. the 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 um the expansion of what they can do. And it's like, and I had to check myself. I was like, Oh wow. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't think <laughs> like, no, like you yeah. can create the um, literature and, it, and like my story is a black, a young black girl and like the black girl, she can inspire, not just the young black girl. She can inspire, inspire the entire world. like, Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and so I, I feel like those things, um, children, maybe we have the opportunity to, um, to change perspectives that are faulty, you know, like at a very young age, because the only reason we think like that is because that's what we, that's what we saw, you know, it's images are powerful. And for you to think that if you think that, you know, the little white boy is, you know, the hero, you know, like that's what you are thinking that. And then those media (laughs) images were reinforced by, Every other
2: image, you know, along with our actual lived experience, you know, watching white boys get opportunities that that we didn't get. So you're right um, that if we can start by at least changing that narrative, you know, the media piece, it can change so many other things for us, you know. Powerful. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited for you. So part of me is like, I want to hear the companion song. I don't know if it's appropriate to ask, like, are you, are you doing a song today? How are you feeling? <laughs> I
0: mean, of course I can do the song. <laughs> are you
2: open? Okay. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you've just tuned in, we are chatting with Gloria Williams. She is the founder of Unmute Me House, um, and she is focused on, presently, Empowering little people to understand who they are uh, and to be fully present in the moments where they find themselves. So, I am encouraging her <laughs> to perform the companion songs to her newly released book. If she'd be so kind, she's an incredible <laughs> singer. I happen to know that about her.
0: <laughs> so, I think acapella is. Brave the deepest ocean, climb the highest tree, explore the world near and far, but don't forget to be. Smile the brightest smile Give your best cheerfully Spread joy to the world But don't forget to be Ask the boldest questions Dream the biggest dreams Change the world with your imagination But don't forget to be There are endless possibilities In this world you can choose And the greatest of them all it's simply being you so be bold be true be free be you there's only
2: one quite like you you see conquer the world but don't forget to be oh my goodness I felt all of that <laughs> thank you so nice Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to, um, yeah, learn about how I can purchase it and share it with my <laughs> little people who are musical people. Tell us about where we can find um, your work.
0: So um, I have my website is and um, On social media is at, at I am Gloria Williams on Facebook or Instagram, but everything is on my website. So um, if you go to I am you'll see how to purchase books, music, and you'll see the links to all my social media. And you also see some pictures of some of the work that I've done. Mm, awesome. Okay.
2: Where are we going from here, Gloria? So we got the first book done. I love the virtual classroom pieces. Um, what I'm looking at says unmute me house, though. What does that mean? Where are we taking this?
0: <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> my, my ultimate goal is I want to develop an organization that helps um, children with um, expressing their voice through their artistry, but also, so my background is in business. And then I'm also an artist. I want to help the artists build their um, the entrepreneur mindset around the artistry. Like I always say, I want to help, uh, disband part of the cliche, the starving artists. Like I want people to be, have the freedom, um, um, to create and also have a mindset to like, even if it's multiple streams of income so that they can support their art. And, um, and so that's my ultimate goal <laughs> is to have an organization. And so this is like the, the beginning part, the beginning stages of just getting known, getting recognized, getting the the word out about presence, finding, finding the people, my tribe in that niche of like who was supported and um growing and developing into that area. But I'm really excited <laughs> about taking all yeah. the steps. Like all of this literally just started in the pandemic. So uh, <laughs> okay. the
2: pandemic was an inspiration for many. Uh, I'm excited. And we have to connect offline. I know some people that I think are your tribe. <laughs> A few people come to mind. This is really, really exciting. I pulled up the website. Uh, I am Gloria dot com. Don't forget to be the book cover there uh, on the homepage. Wow. This is beautiful. Thank Love you. Your gift. Love <laughs> Thank you. So so are you. Writing the next
0: story already or? So, right now, and I want to put this little part about the story. So, the character in the book, so it's, it's so many dimensions to the book. The character in the book is my little sister who was stillborn, and her name is Harmony Peace. And so, the tagline in the book and um, in the song as well, like the talking space, um, piece is on our quest for success, we often forget that the greatest things in life are free to live in harmony and peace, don't forget to be. And so there's uh, <laughs> uh, many elements to it. And, um, and so right now what I am doing is I'm working on curriculum around presence and around the book, because I've noticed like when I go volunteer stuff, so I want to help create some, um, some lesson plans and stuff that help support the teachers to have like some fun, um, <laughs> some fun lesson plans, but I also wanted to be aligned with the SOLs and the the standards that they already have in place so it can be something that can enrich their curriculum. So that's something that I'm working on right now is like just expanding the book and um, creating more materials that I can use when I do virtual and hopefully next year, some in-present school visits that I have, not just singing and uh, and reading, but I actually have a lesson, you know, lesson plans that, that coincide with what the teachers are already teaching.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A critical point you raised was around, um, entrepreneurship and music for whatever reason, over the last six to eight months, we've attracted a number of artists to the show, um, musicians in particular, um, poets in particular. And I always like to ask that question, right? Because our show is inherently about business, you know, what was the process, you know? And just hearing so many, uh, so many horror stories that have turned into significant lessons for artists that are trying to find, you know, um, how is this going to be sustainable? Because ultimately if I can't put food on my table, you know, <laughs> we have a real challenge here. Uh, so I like hearing that that's another area where you want to build curriculum, um, because I believe that, you know, There's a lot of empowerment around art happening, but not necessarily around the sustainability piece. Um, Thank you for that. Yeah. What were you going to say?
0: Oh, no, I was just saying. Yeah, (laughs) I was just agreeing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So in your mind, is that um, what does that look like? Is that like a summer camp? Is that some asynchronous modules you want to create or um, how are you planning to build that?
0: I know so with the entrepreneur piece, that's not in in the works yet, but i I know we'll start off with more more so a mentorship yeah. program um because I really um like some of just some of the masses and just the the pieces, I know it's intricate that you really want to help develop almost develop some leaders, so I know it's gonna be a mentorship program. Um, so that I can fully, but that is not, you know, it's not fully in place yet, but I noticed it will start off that way when it comes to like, um, building strategy and business, like you really would have to have significant time and, and commitment with the, with the, um, um the people who will be involved. And so, um, the students that will be involved, so there will have to be some level of like a mentorship prop, a program that, uh, accountability, commitment um and so that's like one of the first steps is doing that and I'm I'm planning to do that next year
2: awesome piece by piece yes all all morning long I have been thinking um looking at one of Aesop's fables yesterday with my three-year-old just thinking about how you know just by staying the course we get where we are going It's not necessarily about (laughs) flying to get there, you know, just one foot in front of the other, you know, slowly, but surely we'll make all these things happen. I'm so proud of you and all that you are doing. This is exciting. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I'm glad we are connected. This is awesome. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely got to connect offline. If you would, reiterate your, your website again and how folks can, can access what you're, what you're working on.
0: Yeah. So uh, my website is I And you can also follow me on Instagram or Facebook at I am Williams, And so you will find out all the information about me, what's happening, if I ever put any events up there, but, and you can see all of my work as well. Okay.
2: And if I am an educator and I'd like to have you come into my classroom or come into my school, how can I connect with you for that?
0: And you can go on to my website and submit a contact.
2: Okay. Perfect. 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 I'm going to be sharing that out for sure. Um, Even to folks that I know that teach music in um, area high schools that would love to have you there I think yeah I'll be doing that today (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah no thank you glad to glad to hear about this again awesome we have about two minutes remaining is there anything that you want to share in closing
0: um I would say just for um especially for us for the black community and um to try to do as much as you can to encourage and empower the children around you and be very um, observant and because sometimes a lot of students could be very very shy or very quiet and you really don't know what the root to that is and so um, just try as much as you can to um, Get as much information as you can, you know, like to see like what their root is, because um, a lot of them are scared and they just want someone to talk to them or someone to encourage them. And um, and so I am encouraged that I'm doing this because I've, I've been amazed at some of the children's responses. That um they would talk to me like in the in the class and they're just like, oh, I never taught. I'm like, what? <laughs> like I did not wow. know. So I so I was like, wow, I didn't know so many people who were like, <laughs> who were like me. You know, like um mm-hmm. they're very, very quiet in there because I was like, oh, yeah. I don't talk when I go to school. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and so, yeah. but it's very important because some of these are uh, some of the brightest children in the world, and I know they are going to be um, world changes, but they just need, they just need support and just continue like pumping Mm -hmm. them up. And so I say empower any child you see, like find some way to encourage them.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Give them some energy. I agree. Awesome. Well, this has been great, Gloria. Thanks again for coming onto the show. Certainly look forward to having you back as things progress. Um, want to want to stay right there with you as you advance this movement this is powerful welcome back welcome back to black wall street today on smooth 88.1 whov welcome welcome back to this edition of black wall street today with blair durham talking now with miss claudia walker she is the founder and ceo of the hbcu prep school uh, a resident of northern california claudia is an educator and spelman graduate who decided to write a children's book about black colleges as a way to share her experiences in the Atlanta University Center with children around the world as a way to introduce them to HBCUs. Welcome to the show, Buddy. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Blair.
2: Thank you for being here. So incredible. Um, takes me back to my own journey of figuring out where we go to school and being a first-generation college student and all of the things, what kind of led you to writing this book?
1: Well, as you mentioned, I am an educator. I've worked in middle schools and high schools for almost 15 years. And because I live in Northern California, many of my students never had access or exposure to HBCUs. And so for some of the students, they have either never heard of them or it's not until potentially their senior year in high school when the black college tour comes around that they get exposed to this idea of attending an HBCU. And for some of my students, that's just a bit too late. They haven't had a chance to wrap their minds around what it means to go away to school. Many of them are first gen students. So it's not just about their choice, it's about their parents getting comfortable with this idea of their children moving across the country. And I'm also a mom of three. And so I often go back to Atlanta and I would take my daughter onto Spelman's campus just to introduce her to that HBCU experience. And so after one visit, I thought, what would it be like if I had an opportunity to really expose a broader group of students and children to the legacies of black colleges. And so that was really where the idea to write the book came from.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. I'm on your website now, hbcuprepschool.com. So it feels like the vision is much broader than just a book or a series of books. Where are you going with this?
1: (laughs) I like to ask the big picture question, like take us where you take it. Exactly. So as an educator, I always kind of flirted with the idea of starting my own school and decided that wasn't really what I was supposed to do. And I I realized once I started writing this book that the vision, the purpose was much broader, that through HBCU Prep School, which is my publishing company, that I'd be able to write books, to create educational materials, not just for home libraries, but for schools as well, that would expose oh. children to, you know, all the things that I think For my personal experience, I didn't really learn about black history until I stepped foot onto Spelman's campus. And so my goal in having this publishing company is that I'll be able to, to create resources that teach children as early as possible about not just the HBCU experience, but about those those leaders in black history that we sometimes don't learn about until we have the privilege of going to an HBCU.
2: Yeah. And the ABCs of Black Wall Street
1: coming soon. Coming soon. Yes. Yes. So I'm, I'm really excited about that book as well. Um, and, you know, the publishing company is really about amplifying black voices in children's literature and about centering black joy. And so we all know about the devastation in 1921. Uh, but the book, the ABCs of Black Wall Street really doesn't center uh, the the terrorizing of, of Black Wall Street. It really centers the the innovators, the businesses, the families, the Good. communities, and so I'm excited to um, have this book and the different resources that we attach to the book to be a place where our children and our community can really celebrate how innovative. Uh, people like O.W. Gurley and uh, J.B. Stratford were. So I'm excited about that work that's coming out as well.
2: Yeah, fantastic. I um, am often asked about the the Black Wall Street piece. So definitely delighted to hear you say you've taken a bit of a different approach because, you know, as you mentioned, otherwise, how are we going to learn about the innovation that is according to our history? That's absolutely
1: powerful. Yeah. And how are we centering our experiences and not, you know, this, this traumatic piece that is absolutely important, but it's not how, it's not how the story started and it's not how the story ends. Correct. It's not the be
2: all end all. Right. Um, Yeah. Appreciate your, your vision there for sure. Thank you. So I want to ask you this question. Um, I had the opportunity to go to an HBCU, excuse me, chose to go to a a PWI and I found my fist at that PWI. It was there that I realized that I was black and what that meant, um, got involved with all manner of student activism, pursued pursued a degree, you know, um, in sociology and black studies. Um, but I often think like, man, who would I have been if I had gone to the HBCU and would I have gotten there maybe incrementally faster? Right. What, what would you say? Um, what, what is the HBCU experience? Um, and how are you positing that through your literature?
1: Yeah, so the HBCU experience um, is for me, and I think for many HBCU graduates or current students, is is one that is unlike anything else. Uh, prior to going to Spelman, I had attended predominantly white schools, and so that was kind of my lens on on the world. It's how do I acclimate? It's how do I, you know, how do I perhaps change the narrative or the ideas that people have about who black people are, what it means to be a black girl, a black woman. And when you step onto an HBCU campus, you can kind of take all that off instead of defending, um, trying to, you know, teach, you're able to just be, you're, instead of being the teacher, you actually become the student. And that's what I really appreciated about the experience. I have three children and I would love for all of them to attend an HBCU, any HBCU. There are over a hundred, but I recognize that not every school is for everyone. Um, and so I, the goal of having this publishing company is so that It it isn't necessarily about trying to get everybody to go to every HBCU, but it's trying to position our community and our students in a position where they at least have the understanding. They know what their options are. And so if they say, nope, actually, this school isn't for me. Perhaps I got a better scholarship package from this other institution. Maybe there are no HBCUs in my local community. And for whatever reason, I need to stay close to home. They're able to make an informed decision. And they're not in a position where they're making a decision because they've never heard or they believe this false narrative about what HBCUs are or what they aren't. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, powerful definitely powerful. I'm in the middle of planning, um, our annual conference, oddly enough. And the theme is HBCU-ish, (laughs) HBCU-esque. So putting together like some experiences that I wish that I'd had, like, yeah, I won't say on air just yet because I haven't really (laughs) announced it, but I'm excited because you're right. I mean, what does having that choice create in our young people right now uh, that level of that ability to be as you said we were actually chatting with our first guest about um for whatever reason uh, you know that gets taken from us from young you know just being able to kind of know our truth to be able to stand in that truth and then um from there live out something of value right um so i think it's it's Definitely powerful work that you're doing. Where else are you
1: going with this? I'm going wherever the spirit leads me. I am I see
2: flashcards. <laughs> I see stickers. I see bookings. <laughs> like, where else are you going?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm really, I'm really positioning this publishing company to be uh, the leading education company for children's books about the black experience. And so, you know, this is really putting on my educator hat, my mom hat, my activist hat, um, and, and your entrepreneur hat. hat, really. And my entrepreneur hat. Absolutely. Wow. And it, What I really love about it, Blair, is that it gives me an opportunity to work with so many other artists. And so the mm. illustrator for the ABCs of black wall street and of HBCUs is also an HBCU alum, but I have activity books. We have coloring books coming out that also are um, where I'm also have an opportunity to work with other black artists um, and to support their businesses as well, support their entrepreneurial ventures as well. So I'm just I'm really excited about the, the business in general.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You got to connect with our first guest. Uh, I am Gloria Williams.com. She wrote a super powerful book. Don't forget to be Ooh. amazing.
1: I love she that.
2: She has a companion song, which she sung uh, during the first segment. It, I am Gloria dot okay. so, so we're gonna put this show together. Shout out to the to the team. <laughs> <laughs> this is dynamic. I love that. No, I love what what you're doing. Um, We have within our network um, a nonprofit that focuses on um, diversity in literature, specifically ensuring that we have books that are culturally affirming. So um, she makes sure that that literature is then placed in our public schools and in our libraries. Um, it is an intense effort on her part to undo a lot of the issues around represent- representation, racism, discrimination. Um, and so I see what you're doing as a direct, you know, affront to a lot of these systems.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, appreciate, um, I appreciate the work that she's doing because I, I know from my own perspective, from talking to different educators, leaders, uh, librarians, that it is, like you said, it's a lot of work trying to undo what's already been done and making sure that our young people have books that reflect their experience or, or allow them to dream bigger than they might have otherwise. So, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah.
2: I see you're on the the speaking circuit as well um talking about
1: entrepreneurship so are you are you mostly talking with children I'm talking with children uh, I've had opportunities to I've had some um pretty large corporations reach out to me and ask me to talk to their um their organizations about how to how to reach out and how how to reach out to students who are HBCU either graduates or who are, you know, currently students um, around internships, around diversifying workforces about the the importance of and the impact of HBCUs. So it really ranges it, you know, I've always kind of grown up in the black church. So I I love public speaking and, you know, anything around entrepreneurship, around uh, literacy, around how to make sure that we are doing affirming work in educational spaces within our communities and even in our homes is, is right up my alley.
2: Yeah, we've got about two minutes remaining. Please, please um, share your contact information. How
1: can individuals learn more about the work that you're doing? Absolutely. So my website is is probably the best way to stay connected. The website is HBCUprepschool.com. And on social media, I'm pretty active on Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, and that handle is HBCUprepschool.
2: HBCUprepschool. So excited, Claudia.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Blair. No,
2: it's been an absolute pleasure. And I hope to remain in contact because I can just see the growth of this, particularly now, you know, with the um, the new lens on everything that is important and has always been important to our community. So definitely um, excited about your growth and, and trajectory.
1: Well, thank you. I'd love to stay connected.
2: Yeah, for sure. Awesome, awesome. Okay. And a huge, huge thank you to our, our first guest as well, um, Gloria Williams, founder of Unmute Me House. I am You can uh, take a look at the book that she's written and listen to the accompanying song. Connect with her as well on I Am Gloria Williams uh, via Facebook as well as Instagram. Thank you, thank you to Apex Financial Group of Virginia. Uh, for proudly sponsoring this show Milestone Mental Health Agency as well as the COO team and a tremendous thank you to Claudia Walker as well with HBCU Prep School hbcuprepschool.com as well as HBCU Prep School on Facebook and Instagram. Claudia we commend you for the work that you're doing Thank you for tuning in to Black Wall Street today where we're building minds, building connections, and forging the path ahead toward business success in the Black community. This, is, is, um, this show was brought to you by the consulting services of Positive Vibes Incorporated. We do credit fixes, we do debt restructuring, and we put money in the pockets of real estate investors. So, give us a call. We can fix your credit. We can restructure your debt. And if you're a real estate investor, I would love to put thousands of dollars into your pockets. 757 932 That's 757-932-0177. Phenomenal. Stay with us online at